0: podcast kittens it's cat cat and uh, big coming at you with another treaty invoking episode of cat with me yes in the studio exactly we have guests in the studio mm-hmm. i'm super excited to welcome pinky. pinky please introduce yourself hi everybody my name i'm just kidding
1: oh, my name is pinky aka natalia Nacham, and i am known as amerikajin gyaru apparently yeah nice to meet you guys thank you
2: for you coming to today sweetheart lovely to see you it's wonderful to have you you are adorable by the way <sighs>
1: Being oh my god, it's going to be really hard to speak in English all of a sudden. Like switching back and forth has gotten me crazy. You Kathy very came in busy today busy and in. she's just
2: in Japanese. Then she had to do her mental switch to get over to switch English. Switch it over. You were in the uh, you were in the Jap- uh, Japanese mode today? Hey? Yes, yeah,
0: as I was when I came into the studio. But guess what? We are all wearing pigtails today. All right, pigtails crew. Pigtails crew today. Pigtails cool. crew. i talking about. Got to mention that. So you are a rapper. You are a creator. You do music. You've lived in Japan and you are now living abroad. There's a lot of stuff we want to talk about with Pinky and her story and why I think she's very, very, very interesting. And you guys need to know her. So let's start at how did your passion for Japan, Japanese music and Jairoism begin?
1: Okay, so that's a really hard one and it's going to be a long answer. Okay, good yeah, boys. Whenever I was like really, like as long as I can remember, I think I was like Four or five years old my dad at the time would go to like asia to do work trips okay. and i remember just being like super interested and i always wanted to go with him and as i got older i started studying more about other countries and i kind of like fell into japan somehow i think it was like really the cute aesthetics and like everything's very bright like you know looking at shinjuku or something Bright, like us. Yes, like yes, exactly. Really right. Exactly. not boring. Like I don't like boring. I don't do boring. And I was born in Missouri. Okay, so it is super boring.
2: Oh, all right, <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> sounds and, aggressive. Yeah, <laughs> Missouri's boring. Just you
1: reckon. yeah, uh-huh. it's not great. So I don't know if you'd fit in there, to be honest. You're too <gasps> cool. What? We're too too oh, well. much color. You guys are pink? a little too cool for Missouri. Oh, I mean, boy. I shouldn't be such a hater because my family's there, but. <laughs> I, Anyway, Americans
2: hate on bits of America a lot, I've noticed. Yeah, I guess
1: so. It's a big place. It's a
2: big place.
1: It's true. Like, I actually right now have like a German roommate and a Colombian roommate, and they like don't hate on their country at all. It's oh, really no, oh, you
0: Germans hate on our country quite a lot. I think it depends on who you meet.
1: Yeah, she was, well, she was saying the rest of Europe doesn't <coughs> like you guys. Oh, my God. <laughs> That's a whole other tune this of... This conversation broke down. Back
0: to, yeah, okay, Back anyway, to you. Back to you. This might happen a couple times. So you traveled, <laughs> your dad
1: traveled, you
0: started learning a bit more about cultures, and you thought Japan right. was an interesting place.
1: Colorful. Yes. Colorful. And I liked the music. I started getting into the fashion, and there was a show. Do you remember Puffy on Yumi? Yeah, yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. They had that show, and I... I was obsessed with it. Like (laughs) I started buying all the Puffy CDs and just like wanting to know more about them. But yeah, so I was like really into Puffy Amiyumi and I found their fashion was kind of Harajuku adjacent. Mm -hmm. So that's where I went into the rabbit hole of Harajuku. And then I started buying books on Japanese fashion and I bought a book that had like different types of Japanese fashion like Gyaru, Lolita and Harajuku and all downhill from there.
2: All downhill from there.
0: Yep, all done hopefully. Actually, that's how we first met. We met at the Harajuku Fashion. Yes. So, millions, fashion. millions of years
2: Oh, happy days. Look at that. That worked <laughs> out well.
0: just yes. And now here we are.
2: <laughs> Who would have thought back then in year X that now we'd all be sitting here today doing this together?
0: Exactly. So, fa- your love for fashion brought you to in deeper into the different genres that there are. And there are many. Mine is like the Harajuku style. You were into the Harajuku style. You moved more towards the Shibuya mm-hmm. area with the Gyaru style. Mm-hmm. So we're going to talk about in depth about what Gyaru culture is in the second part of the episode. So there's a lot more for you guys to find out about Gyaru culture as
2: mm-hmm. well. Gulture.
0: Culture. Culture. So you got that's into right. it, but what actually got you to Japan? Yeah, and now, yeah,
2: just hang on. You're gyaru like and that, surely that's not the end of the story. There's things happened then, yeah? You liked
1: so much, though. You
2: liked the Japanese stuff and puffy and whatnot, and then...
0: I mean, there's always a big change between liking something and
2: coming to live in Japan. Ah, That's exactly correct. Fill in this gap for us, please.
1: I was, like, really obsessive as a kid. And, like, when I was into something, I was, like, super, super into it. So it kind of became my life. Like, I was... Not just the fashion. I was also really interested in, like, the traditional culture and, like, the food and just, like, everything to do with Japan. And I just remember saying, like, I'm going to go to Japan one day. I'm going to go to Japan. Mm -hmm. And I think my mom was just pretty much prepared for that. And so I enrolled in a Japanese class Ah, when I was in high school. Good move. And I got so lucky because they all took us. We did a school trip and we came to Tokyo for two weeks. And... Instead of shopping at 109, we had to climb Mount Fuji, which was not my, you know. <laughs> thing of, I, can, I can hear the salt in there. There's like, oh, salt. Like, I'm sorry. I waited my entire life, my entire childhood to go to this stupid shopping mall. And I was only there for one hour. It was kind oh. of a bummer, but it's okay. Yeah, but I'm you there.
2: did make it. That's one more hour than you previously had. True. And good. then you got to Clown Mount Fuji, which is fun. I haven't done that. It
1: wasn't. I, I forgot my sh- my sneakers <gasps> in Tokyo and I had to wear Uggs. I oh. wore like these sequin Uggs up Mount Fuji. Oh, you wore oh sequin Uggs
2: up Mount Fuji.
1: This was like well, a while ago. Okay.
2: Summertime or wintertime? Oh,
1: it was like, May, like late May. Okay. So, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Wintertime May.
2: <laughs> so If this was a wintertime, you'd be frozen to death on my mountain by right now. But even
0: May, it's going to be quite cold going up there.
2: Okay, so, okay, hang on. So, you yeah, got right.
1: the school exchanged, yep. yeah. Yeah. So, know. how did you become okay, a freaking singing gyaru in Japan? Um, so I went to Japan. I fell in love. I came back to Missouri and my child brain was like, I'm never going back to Japan again. And I like cried every day. And then I continued to wear gyaru fashion. Do you know H- Hello Project? Yeah. Yeah. Like, I found a video of Tsuchino Zomi and Aikago from Hello Project. They were in a group called W, and they did a song called Robo Kiss. I found it on YouTube, and I was like, this is the cutest thing I've ever seen. I want to be an idol, and uh-huh. it kind of... There's so much in between there. Like, I used to... It started with just me learning the dances and stuff for fun, and then I saw girls that would, like, upload... Do you remember when Nico Nico Do goes around? Yes. And they had the masks on, mm-hmm. and they would do the dances in their rooms. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, like, started wanting to copy that, and then I guess I fell into streaming on Nico Nico Doga, mm-hmm. and then I started gaining a little bit of a following, and I was like, hey, I may be able to do something here, mm. and so it was, like, I started telling people it was my dream to become an idol <gasps> and hoping to, hoping to gain support that way, and it kind of worked.
2: Great, really? Yeah, fantastic.
0: Yeah. So wow. You put yourself out there first. It's a lot of people who like ask, how do you get to Japan yeah, yeah, yeah. to make it happen? Yeah. You know, do you just like randomly get lucky? It's not like that. You kind of put yourself out there first. Mm-hmm. You captured the hearts of your followers first. Yeah. And then things started
2: rolling for you. When you were asking people and talking to people, this was online you were doing this, yeah? Yes. Yeah. But,
1: I mean, as a teenage child, this was not the best thing to be doing. But, you know... The internet was very new. We're talking to strangers
2: online. Yeah. That's arguably not the best thing to be doing.
1: And the comments were so, like, when I think about it, like, these people were, like, writing me comments or, like, very nasty comments. And I'm like, they knew I was a child. Oh, man. How old were you when you did all those dance videos? When I started doing the dance videos, I was actually 14.
2: Oh, wow, that is young. Whoa,
1: yeah. oh my god, And you had to like directly deal with like very bad comments. Oh. Well, not right away. So I started doing the dance videos and my stepdad was like, I don't want you showing your face, like you can wear a mask like all the other girls. Somewhere down the line, I guess he gave up on that. I, my parents gave up on a lot. It was just so pushy and obsessive with everything. Wow,
2: okay um okay. all right so you whipped but, that mask off yeah you water, having, lovely face i mean
1: like it, come on i don't want to waste this that's well, a beautiful face, look at, face look at this face ladies and gentlemen look
2: at it's lovely
1: if you got it if you, loved you it. gotta
2: do it mm. all right so you're doing that and and then what happened
1: so i did like some underground idol stuff um, in the states oh no no so i came to japan i had like it was a pretty small agency mm-hmm. that I was like talking to and emailing with online. Hang
2: on, sorry, wait, I'm sorry. You're in the U.S. doing your dance on Nikonekodoga. Yes. And then you start talking to a Japanese agency online. Did uh, they come to you or did you come to them?
1: I went to them. So I was doing the live streaming. So I kind of made a name for myself. And there is an idol. Actually, have I been here? Sakuragawa Himeko. Mm-hmm. Mm. I loved her. She was like my idol. And so I found her agency that she was in. Huh. And I asked them if I could work with them. And so they were like, Yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. Good <laughs> job. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. Good
2: job. Good job, really. It's yeah. very impressive.
1: I to be honest, I'm surprised that I did that. Like
2: I'm surprised you got a reply. Yeah. I'm surprised they didn't just snub you off. Was, who is this American girl? Oh.
1: I think the numbers did help. Oh
2: you, and, you had good numbers, did you? Yeah. Okay.
1: What were the numbers? Oh, was happen. that okay? Or was that a secret? I don't really remember anymore. I feel like now, compared to people, it's like it was probably nothing. It was like a couple thousand or something on YouTube, and like maybe a thousand people watching during a stream. But I feel like for a the lot time, still, Deja, a thousand yeah.
2: people yeah. watching is a lot. Yeah.
1: Just nowadays with all these streamers, it's like millions of people watching, or like the bigger sure, it's, it's a Twitch, well, the bigger ones. But totally the average goes now. like around so totally you know, a hundred. So you're doing quite good with now. a thousand. Yeah. yeah. It was, the internet was a lot smaller back then too. So, wow. and there were a lot less people doing it. So, I don't know. I guess they just wanted to try and branch out. And they were like, we don't have any foreign an idols, so
2: let's try it. Wow. Woo. So, so they brought you to Japan?
1: No, I I went, I bought a ticket okay. and I ended up traveling there. And Good,
2: tenacity. Good.
1: There was a bunch of stuff that happened that ended up... Kind of squelching that idol thing. Oh, no. Okay. For a little while. And then I kind of gave up on it. But then... But for a time, you were in Japan and you were being an idol. Like, for a time. Yes.
2: Yeah. So, hey, you come to Japan and with the first agency, you did idol stuff. So, standard issue, cutesy, cute idol.
1: Yes. Okay. Like, over the top cute. Maybe. Okay.
2: But you were not living here. You were just back and forthing it? it? Uh, yes. Wow, that's tough. Oh,
1: wow, that is rough. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So, but that was a couple times. I would say when I got to like really get in the entertainment industry is a couple years after that, I did an AVEX audition. Oh, they had way. like a worldwide audition, and unfortunately, they're were- they told me that I couldn't win that audition cuz I didn't have a entertainment visa at the time. Mm-hmm.
2: Oh, Frickin visa, freaking visa. As we told visa. you, as we told you many 100 times. 100
0: times in this podcast. Frickin visa. The first thing you need to look out for is to get your visa and that's the toughest thing in Japan. It's, a it's not a cake walk. Yeah. Biggest Mentioning okay, cake like, at the end of this. You were
2: not al- <laughs> you were not allowed to cake. win the Avex contest cuz mm-hmm. your visa situation.
1: But they told me if I were able to get a visa somehow, like go to school, yeah. they would put me in their artist academy. Wow, oh, AVEX is
0: a big label in Japan. Seriously, yeah. like Ayumi Hamazaki is part of AVEX. Mm, mm. So, a big so that, of it's huge. It. All the big people are part of AVEX. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah, it's a big deal. Much. And they have a artist academy where they train up up and coming artists. So yeah. I see, wow. Okay. I, guess what what I pretty yeah. impressive. That So that's what you did? Yes. So what you do? You went to language school or something to get a visa? Or-
1: yeah, I went to language school Good for two moves, years. And then move. while I was when I finished that, I went to beauty school. Okay. And then after that, I got an entertainment visa.
2: Okay. Cool. <gasps> I see.
1: You
0: went to Van Tan Design I Institute, did. not just a beauty school school. It's one of the beauty schools. What did you do there? I did hair and makeup.
2: Yeah. I know nothing about this beauty school. Please tell me. Yeah,
1: no, it's one of the, one of the famous beauty schools really? in Japan. Really? It's yeah. like you. Yeah, time. Oh, okay. Yeah, I really wanted to go. There's a school called Burea, and it's like a at gyaru beauty school. Oh. Yes. Oh, wow. oh, my God. I still, like, part of me still wants to go for fun, like, <laughs> save up a bunch of money and just, like, go to school one time. But... <laughs> They don't give you a visa.
0: Oh, uh, so, wow. They because are. they're probably too small to like issue them or something like that. Yes. Yeah, Wantan is a big name so they can do that. Mm.
2: So you get yourself a visa through doing this stuff and now you're in the Avex Academy. It's mm-hmm. amazing.
0: Sounds like lots of good opportunity. Were you as yourself or did you have to join a group or how did people market yeah. you?
1: Then they told me that I should be a YouTuber because of uh, my <sighs> kyaarang. Or like oh, because like you're very like chirpy, you can talk, yeah, that kind of stuff. Sick. So they were like, instead of pushing the music, we're gonna start mm. off with making you like a YouTuber, mm. and that was when <sighs> YouTube was like not like people didn't know what a YouTuber yeah, yeah, was. Yeah, yeah. Like, do you guys remember being like, "I'm a YouTuber"? He's
2: like, and what? People are like what? "What? Yeah, yeah. What The hell does that mean? Hey, I started uh, this
1: 12 years ago. I, yeah, I'm sure you know, like. That's so crazy to think about because now it's just part of our, I mean, YouTuber, TikToker, content part of creator. Part yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The word
0: influencer
1: didn't exist 12
0: sure years ago. it didn't. It wasn't any of that. <sighs> now I aged myself.
2: <laughs> so, they stuck you, so they stuck you on the YouTubes mm-hmm. and they're like, you're doing this. Now, how did you feel about that? Were you like, oh, I wanted to be an idol? But when you came on... in
1: for the music, right? Yeah. Exactly. yeah, so whenever I was younger, I think one of the things I regret is I was very like, well, this person tells me what to do, so they must know better than me because I yes, don't know anything. So I just went with it. And I was like, if I become a successful YouTuber, then maybe they'll let me debut. Mm-hmm. And like, I I worked really hard to be, become like a good YouTuber. I uploaded, I want to say... Three to four times a week, maybe five in the beginning. Oh my god, that is hard. I edited them, like, (gasps) and now I don't even like editing TikToks. I'm like, yeah, it's tough. But that's when you used uh, Natalia Natchan as your name. Yeah, so they told me they were like, oh, Natalia is like Masureyase, like, might be easy to forget. (gasps) Harsh, right. Are they, well, they told me it was a little because of my fashion, because I was, like, pop, and, you know, all, like, old people are just, like, oh, you're Harajuku fashion, you wear colors. Um. So, they were, like, let's make you stand out. We want to give you a kind of weird name, like, you Pamyu you. Oh. We thought Natalia Natchan would be good. And I
0: was, like, all
2: right, why oh, okay. not? Okay. 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 So,
0: You upload loads and loads of videos. What was your content back then? Was it like shohin shokai? Was it like produce? Look at
1: this. I bought myself something. everything. I tried doing like makeup tutorials. I feel like everybody tries makeup Mm. tutorials. Um, I tried doing covers. I tried doing cooking videos. Hmm. But my video that kind of blew up was me talking about the difference between Japanese and American culture mainly the men that is still a thing that will still do well on youtube people
0: love hearing
2: everyone wants to understand everyone outside japan wants to understand what the hell's going on
0: and
1: especially with a topic like that well i did it like kind of a comedy way so i was like american guys are like this and i acted like an american like chad bro type personality and then i was like japanese guys are like this so it was kind of like a comedy skit at the Mm. same time I really liked Jenna Marbles at the time. So I feel oh, like I took uh, a lot of inspiration <laughs> from her videos. Mm. Yeah, I'm sure a lot of these people don't know who that is. Oh.
2: I'm not sure who that is. You don't
1: know who that is? Jenna Marbles is-
2: Unless I does. do if I see the face, but Marbles. I just don't know the name. That's do potential. you know
0: who she is? Yeah, I know Jenna Marbles. Well, okay, sorry,
2: but... Jenna Marbles, I'm sorry. <laughs> so um, you were cutesy cute, cute. idol. They call you Natalia Natan. You're doing this in Japan. And how long were you doing idol stuff in Japan for? Oh, like what, not idol right YouTube. you were doing youtube yeah, YouTube. So, yeah. youtube i'm sorry idol then okay now youtube with apex um,
1: i started uploading videos i want to say 20 the end of 2015 okay or maybe the beginning of 2016 i do want to mention though um do you remember who, well actually i'm not going to say the the agency there was a big youtube agency. i already know who you're talking about yeah. oh my god yeah yep, yep a huge YouTube agency and Avex connected me with them and we would have meetings sometimes and they would like give me ideas for content. And I remember one day they told me, this was before any of my videos started doing well, he was like, oh, we really think because you're a girl, you should probably go with like beauty videos and makeup videos. And, of course, the video I did that wasn't beauty or makeup ended up blowing up. Yeah. So stick with your guns. There you go. Don't let these people tell you. Don't
2: let them hold you down, baby. All right. Cool. So you did that for a bit? Mm -hmm. And you had several years in Japan doing that?
1: Yes. And while I was YouTubing and going to beauty school, I also started DJing. Cool. Hey, 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 hey. Avex put me in a DJ school. Good. Like they literally had DJ classes. Good. Um, I DJed like trap music and dubstep, which back at the time, they didn't really, not a lot of clubs were playing that. Right. Okay. So I started DJing like a regular event at Womb.
2: Oh, good. Nice. It's a big old club. Womb's a massive club in That is known.
1: Yep. For sure. It's like the biggest one, I think. Oh, and I want to mention too, the reason I got in there was because... In between this, I worked at 109 for a while.
2: Yeah,
0: hey, 109, please explain.
1: 109 is like a huge Japanese shopping mall in the middle of Shibuya and it used to be kind of like the gyaru, like all... Mecca. Yeah, like everything gyaru. But no, that's not
0: Well, we're gonna look
1: into a little bit more of the Garu.
2: Yeah, we're gonna the in the way. next episode, we're gonna tell you what Garu means. Because I'm sure people no. are yeah. hearing this word repeatedly and going, What Garu? What are they talking about? What we'll get into gyaru? that in the next episode. Don't worry. Be patient.
0: But we're still going, we're still going here. So, first of all, you come on an exchange, then you come, then you cry a lot, then you come back being an idol, then you become a YouTuber instead of being an idol, which is actually where you want it to be. What happens next?
2: I you became a DJ. And
1: then you become DJing. a DJ. while YouTubing. And then I'm like, when I'm DJing, it's so much fun. I'm like jumping around, like having the best time of my life and I'm like, I like performing. Ooh. Like, Why did I quit music? And in my head at this time, I was in my early twenties and I was going to beauty school and beauty school was like, oh, well I'm too old to do music now. So <gasps> I'm just going to be a makeup artist. What? 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 That's what I thought in my early 20s. That's like literally what I thought. It's so silly now that I think about it. But when I started teaching, I was like, oh, maybe I should give music a chance again. Like, I really enjoy performing. And it was such a pain because I had no idea where to start. Like. I was looking for producers this whole time. Oh, it was just a lot. Like, I'm just so glad that it's so much easier now.
2: Okay. So, so what
1: you were with AVEX, did they not set you up
0: with, like, opportunities? Yeah, I was
2: going to say, they're a big old company. They should be giving you the resources.
1: I was doing really well on YouTube. So, they were going to try and keep pushing me Mm -hmm. uh, in the YouTube. YouTube Uh, slash. So, did you
2: say to them, you know, get me a producer and whatnot? And they said No.
1: So, actually, at this point, I kind of forgot about this. This is so confusing. I hope that you guys remember this. Um, sometime when I was studying makeup and I kind of given up on music, I was like, I think I'm going to quit AVEX. I'm going to move to New York and be a makeup artist. Oh, wow. Okay. Okay. And so I, like, hit AVEX up and I was like, hey, guys, I need to cancel my contract. Oh, wow. And yeah. All right. I'm moving to New York. Okay. Which didn't happen. Oh, did it? But I really thought it was going to happen. So it's not like I... It over them,
2: but did you, know? you leave Avex?
1: I did leave Avex. So you
2: dumped the Avex contract, but you didn't move to New York. Yeah. <laughs> okay, all right, very good.
0: What happened then? There must have been something that happened.
2: That's good. Yeah, and dumping an Avex contract is no small thing to do. That by the not way, a small
1: thing. Yeah, I was really, really. Uh, and I mean, I know I said I was DJing throughout this time, but there was a portion that I was going to beauty school that I was actually really into it, and I still really love like crazy fashion and crazy makeup and art. So. I really did think that, like, I wanted to continue through with makeup, but then that darn DJing caught me, brought me back into the <laughs> oh, DJ. All
2: right. So you're now a company-free DJ.
1: Yes. What happens next? Um, still doing good on YouTube. So I signed to another agency, and it was, like, one of those gaijin talent agencies. Oh, yeah. Okay. Was they it a like, s- good one, or was it one that kind of neglected you a little bit? So they did give me a visa. They liked the fact that I was a YouTuber and they thought they could use that. But the woman who ran it was like, oh, well, you need to have blonde hair and you need to be like the gaijin that goes around Japan and tries food because you're cute and that's all you have. I was like, okay. Okay. Yeah. So you did that? For a while. And then I was like, hey, can I DJ? I would really like to DJ. And they told me that because of my visa, I wasn't.
2: Yes, oh, so like uh, make- I've, I've played in- this game.
1: In- there it in- is. been visas oh, in Japan, there are then really categories.
0: nitpicky descriptions yeah. that you need to kind of comply with. It's a bit complicated. The
2: entertainer's so visa is the worst visa because it breaks down into four different categories. So there's one for live performances. There's one for TV and movies. There's one for sport And there's one for hospitality. So like, you know, hostesses and that kind of thing. Wait,
1: there's a visa for hostesses? I thought you're not supposed to get a visa for that. No, that's an
2: entertainment visa. So, so when I was on my entertainer's visa, this was a nightmare when I was on that visa because I needed three of them. I needed the live performance, I needed the TV and I needed the sports for wrestling, yeah? Mm -hmm. But, but, but! If you're doing a live performance and you're at a venue where there's a bar in the same room as the stage, then that counts as you need the hospitality one.
1: Oh man.
2: Oh my, it was a nightmare.
1: They just need to move the inner, like live performing is entertainment. So I don't understand. I don't know.
2: So yeah, I meant that- Sounds tough. For a while, it was just really hard to do shows. Because all the venues have the bar in the same room as the stage. So, and sometimes it doesn't. And they still won't allow it. Mm. So, yeah, what a nightmare. Really okay, tricky. so I'm familiar with this nightmare. Yeah. Okay. All right. Really a nightmare. So they say, because if you,
1: you you're a freaking visa, again.
2: you can't DJ. So you keep YouTubing and running around Japan being cute and eating things.
1: Actually, that didn't really work out. I was, like, doing way better with YouTube. So oh, I okay. found another agency, and they were very willing to work with me on the music front. Because I was just starting, like I want to make music, I want to be more creative. They were a lot more open to me dyeing my hair pink and like mm. having a personality instead of just being like a random white girl. Mm-hmm. So I signed with them. I met a boy, and moved back to America. Oh, oh! Okay.
0: all right, okay. It was all not right. the hair. Yeah, it that's...
1: was. It was not the hair.
0: It was not, not the, the visa. The makeup. Not the restrictions. It was not the visa. It, it was a romance. romance.
2: I was, Okay, I awesome.
1: wouldn't that. no honestly like I moved back to America so I could break up with him oh stop oh, oh, stop my,
2: what? What? Stop, my what? friend what? this story doesn't make any sense a
1: it does not make sense
2: you must stop <laughs>
1: Are you are you sure you're ready for the lore? Because I did not prepare you guys. <laughs> Hit me. I got whiplash Hit me. from I'm this
0: situation. So, what? This, we,
2: I've like, never heard of band someone band,
0: band, band abandoning
2: a career we and just moving countries to we, break we up just, with someone.
0: We just went one direction and straight into the other direction.
1: Okay. Help you're us. In. Help us. I don't want to go too much into the relationship, Fair but enough. I just bring it up because I want to tell everybody watching don't ever like give up everything for one person. Like, it was the dumbest. I don't know if, am I not allowed to curse on here? You guys get demonetized, right? Uh,
2: uh, I don't know, but no, just maybe no, say, say it, frick we can instead of the big old The
1: dumbest freaking shite <laughs> that I've ever done in my life. But it worked out, but everything how, worked out. how old were you? Old enough to know better. Oh, okay. All
2: right, so you, you abandon ship on everything you've got in Japan. You move to America, you break up with a boy,
1: And
0: then
2: go back home. This is this is exciting
0: though. At least there's something (laughs) happening in your life. It's not boring. I was
2: going to say the number (laughs) of things that have happened. Yeah, okay. I know. I'm
1: like thirty minutes. I don't know.
2: But and then you break up with a boy. You go back to Missouri, and then.
1: Um. So it was funny because he was also. I mean, he was trying to be a musician, but I don't know if you can call him that. Um. We were both making music, and I don't know, the hate for him really motivated me to become a better rapper and musician. So I stayed in Missouri. <laughs> All right, you use the breakout pain as
0: fuel for your music. Yes. Just, which is what musicians have done for years, though. Rapper?
1: <laughs> when this is the first time we've heard this word? What? Okay, I don't know. That's just my American jin- girl rapper is like... My tagline. Okay. I, I don't know if I would really call myself a rapper.
2: So were you but rapping? I rap. Yes. Okay, you were rapping. Oh. So this whole time, were you doing your music? You were rapping.
1: So you because n- no.
2: you said dubstep and trap, but the yes. word rap never got introduced.
1: Yes. So dubstep and trap dated a <laughs> SoundCloud rapper. I'm
2: <sighs> gonna I- tell you this story is becoming hard work to keep up with. I'm <laughs> to tell you. Yeah. So
1: I was actually into like. Do you guys know who Lil Peep is? Oh yeah. Yeah, like Lil Peep and kind of like underground hip-hop. As I was DJing, I was like kind of getting into that kind of music, like alternative hip-hop. And I kind of wanted to make my own sound, but I was too afraid again to do something different than everybody Mm -hmm. else. But um, that's how I got into the rap. I I kind of wanted to mix my own style with the rap. And then he also rapped so... You know, it kind of snowballed okay. into that's audience. why you wanted to become a better rapper because he yeah. was a rapper, exactly.
2: Okay, it's ah, endless a ah,
0: natural ah, she's ah, throwing
1: ah, there. I
2: understand, I see.
1: You get it. You oh, see,
2: okay, I, I understand. Have,
0: I have a question at what point, at which point did you drop Natalia Natchan and decided to pick up your current identity as Pinky because they're very mm. different in character as well, right?
1: Mm-hmm. Um, so I actually did a show and on the flyer, like as a Rapper, and it said Natalia Natchan on the flyer, and I was just like, "This like doesn't feel right. Like it's not me anymore, kind of. Mm. It's just my music is so like I don't give up, a- and so like Natalia Nachan is just like Natalia Natchan. This mm, it's like cute. I don't know. It's just different. Mm-hmm. So um my stepdad always used to call me Pinky whenever I was growing up, oh. and I don't know why because I didn't have pink hair. All right, well, mm-hmm. but. Um, yeah, he used to call me Pinky and then my hair was pink at the time and strangers would always be like, hey, Pinky. So I was yeah. just like, let's just take one of those steps out where I have to tell you my real name. I'll just like turn myself to Pinky. All
2: right. Good move. People. Good branding decision. All right. So that
1: was also the point in your life coming back,
0: starting rapping going like, I think Natalia Natchan season is over. We're starting mm-hmm. now.
1: Pinky. Yeah. But it's funny because Natalia Nachan still sticks in Japan. Actually, on the way here, this girl in the station stopped me and she was like, Natchan ですか? Oh, wow. Wow. Really? So, and she, she had like, she was fast. She was, we were like, I was walking so fast and so she was like, she's like, Natchanですか? Wow. wow. That's very like, impressive. Wanna, I changed my hair color and everything. Wow. But it's that Natchan channel still there or did you close it? It's still there and I still have a big Japanese following so it's funny because when somebody, a Japanese person walks up to me they usually say are you an Italian Natchan? But if somebody from outside of Japan comes up to me they always ask if I'm pinky. Mm. So it's very interesting like how I'm known in other countries. I think it's just because this is where I started everything Mm. so Mm -hmm. that's how Japanese people know me. Do you know who PDR is? Yeah. PDR is Very
0: famous YouTuber
1: in yeah. Japan. Everybody refers to me as his sister still. hmm oh. Because I am. Oh. Wink. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so people, like, know me from, like, the two videos I did with him, too. Like, it's kind of crazy. But he introduced me as Chen. so. I'm still, like, both... Natalia Natchan and Pinky because whenever I do, like, TV or anything here, they always introduce me as Natalia Natchan. Oh, I see. Mm. Okay. So it's almost like Utadasikaru. Abroad, mm. she's just Utada, mm. while in
0: Japan, she's Utadasikaru. Oh,
2: I didn't know that, did
0: she? Yeah, it's like oh, the the way you kind of, like, brand yourself on different countries as well.
2: So you hated a man. <laughs> you rap, that makes you better as a rapper.
1: And then I... I wanna get out on my own again in a bigger city. I really wanted to go to LA, but I was nervous and I didn't know if I could handle living in that city all alone because LA is terrifying. Okay. Um, so I moved to Chicago for a year. Ah, I love Isn't Chicago that also terrifying? You know, it's funny because I when I was living in Chicago, a lot of people were like, Chicago is worse than LA.
2: Has very nice pizza.
1: It's you just said Chicago it. pizza is terrible. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Deep dish. Yeah, Why dish? is the cheese on the bottom? The cheese is the best part. The cheese on top. It's always got to be on top. I
2: didn't realize I was opening Children! this can of worms. <laughs> All right. Uh, how so you moved to the- Chicago. You hated the pizza. Then what happened?
1: Decided I need to get away with this. Get away from this pizza. So <laughs> I came to Japan in 2020 of February. And oh, I met bad. with this agency, and they're like, "We want to introduce you as a Gauzu talent. Oh. We want to bring you to Japan, and we're gonna work with you." And I was like, "Life is getting so great." This was February 2020, mind you. Mm. Everybody oh, 2020. We well, yeah. remember that
2: fun year. Oh,
1: God. I was like, "Okay, but the soonest I can come is in uh, April because I have to prepare oh, everything." God, no. Yeah, yeah, you oh, know what's no. happening. <laughs> so I'm in Chicago. I have my whole entire apartment packed. I move everything to storage and then I drive my car down to Missouri because it's like pretty close, five hours away. So close in American hours. Wow. Um, I drive my car down to Missouri and I leave it with my mom. And like two days later, we get the news that the borders are closed. (gasps) Oh my God. All right. (laughs) No. So I'm stuck in Missouri out of all places. (laughs)
0: Oh man, the pandemic okay. hits you. Yeah. yeah, literally, when you said April, I'm like, oh no. Yeah, but you were still YouTube. Literally, yeah. close in March. I think I was.
2: So you could keep working from Missouri. Yeah. Okay, so it didn't devastate your whole. Yeah.
1: Life. So you so kept the, the Natalia Nuchan YouTube channel. Were you, you still doing yes. content? Mm-hmm. In Chicago, I was. I started kind of like releasing music in Chicago, and now I look back and I'm like, what was I doing? Because my YouTube views started going down uh-huh. a little bit, and. I think I was always kind of afraid to like jump off the YouTube ship and mm. do mu- only music. Well, that's fair
2: enough. What you're so used to.
1: I was like kind of releasing some songs while like. Still doing three YouTube videos a week. Yeah. That's so much.
2: But the music is your full-time schmagee at the moment, yeah? At the moment, yes. Okay, great job. So how do we get from Missouri YouTube, can't come to Japan, yeah. to doing your music full-time? From
0: 2020 to yeah, now, because that's a big jump. And as, yeah, yeah, yeah. as yeah. a YouTuber hearing you jumping off and making the jump successfully, I want to know what
2: happened. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: During the pandemic, I was releasing music and then... I got in a car crash.
2: Oh, boy.
1: What Not not violent. Like, just my car totaled. And I got $2,000 back from the car. Oh, that's and fun. And I was like, okay, I can either stay in Missouri and get a new car with $2,000, or I can move to LA with $2,000. Oh. So I was like, let me just see what
2: happens. Stop. Was your <laughs> net worth before the car crash zero? $2,000 is all you had?
1: I didn't. Like, the YouTube money was not doing very well. Oh, Maybe, no, like, really? Because it went from, like, my entire life. Le- like, when I lived in Japan before yeah. the boyfriend, I was paying all my bills with YouTube. Wow. Okay.
2: Wow. Okay.
1: And then during the pandemic, I started Twitch streaming, too. Okay. So that mm-hmm. was giving me some money. I would say at the time, I had a couple hundred from music royalties. Okay. So I guess I wasn't completely, like, broke. Restitute.
2: Yeah. Okay. And
1: so I was like, okay, well, I have $2,000 and some couple hundred and a bit
2: of income dribbling in i'm moving to la with two thousand dollars sounds like a quick way to live on the street wow
1: every like so many people were worried like Uh. i don't know it was kind of irritating because they were like i don't want you to end up like on the street i wouldn't like i would i'm so blessed that i have a family to go home to it before that were to happen uh, like i wouldn't yeah so
2: okay so then did you go to la i did okay it's it's like 2021
1: now 2021 yes I left Missouri on January no December 31st and we drove through my friends and my stepdad we all drove to LA and I had a I kind of want to talk about the roommate I had there too because she just so happened to need a roommate the rent was like $900 a month which is cheap for LA and so she needed a roommate she only needed it from January to April and April, I assumed that Japan would be back
0: uh, open. Oh no. Yeah. Well, like, you
1: were bargaining on Japan opening.
0: Yes. For Sorry. so
1: long.
2: A lot of decisions were made that year based upon, well, it can't go much longer than exactly. this. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my
0: God. Little I did see. we know.
2: Okay. Okay. So, okay. So you moved in with her, got kicked out two months later, I guess.
1: No, but it actually worked out perfectly okay. because she was like, they were going to move to Portland or something. Oh, okay. And they went out there and they were like, no, it's boring. We're not moving. So okay, so you so had to your main roommate follower. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so, so. and so yeah, I'm still like
0: questioning off content creation, heavy content creation, Twitch, YouTube. That is a lot of work. Several videos to music. How did the
1: switch happen? Yeah, it was very gradual because I was releasing music. I was still consistently releasing music. YouTube. I want to say after 2020, I kind of stopped and I switched to Twitch. So that is one thing, um, because there wasn't really much to do on YouTube at that time. Um, so I started streaming on Twitch, which gave me a good amount of income. And then I had a Patreon at the time, so I was also making some money from that. And then I was constantly releasing music. And the year after that, I released like two songs a month.
2: Oh, and so, wow. That's good.
1: Just this year, I want to say, or maybe it was like at the beginning of this year, I finally made it to the point where my music royalties are, like, paying my rent. Oh,
2: good, man. Congratulations. Whoa, That's wonderful. Thank you. That's massive. But well, Hang on. Have you learned how to produce music yourself? How can you turn over music so quickly?
1: Um, they have beats on YouTube for the most part. Oh, okay. Like, you can type in, like, whatever artist you like. Yeah. Like, you, there's probably even a Ladybeard-type beat. I'm like. Oh, I better I go check, check, check that it out. out.
2: Okay, we will.
1: And then you like write your like bars for it. Or yeah. And then you record and then you can record it in a studio or you can just send it off to somebody to mix. Really? So, so you, you just
2: got royalty free music, royalty free beats.
1: Oh, you have to mm. buy it.
2: I got to buy it, I see.
1: Or like lease. It's kind of complicated, but.
2: All right. But you got pre-made beats. You wrote lyrics, stuck it on top of it. Shot your own videos, yeah? Yes. Okay. Yeah, That's a really,
0: really good that's, By music the way, bro, that's the, that's, the
2: way you've done it, that's the modern way to do it. Everyone who wants to get into music, you do your influencer stuff, you build your audience, and mm-hmm. then you start making music. It's the opposite of what it used to be when you went and you recorded an album and then you mm. went to a label and they marketed that album. It's the opposite now. Mm-hmm. So, you know. It's
0: the other way around. Yeah.
2: So, you're right. And that brings us up to speed.
0: Are we up to speed? I think I think so. All right. Yeah. So you are no pinky. Ooh. You have music out, tons of music, some Ooh. really awesome music videos. Yeah. You guys need to check those out. And what happened to your YouTube channel? Do you just like slowly stop doing it? Or are you st- sometimes still releasing
1: it? What's your... Yeah, I think whenever I started doing Twitch and then also TikTok, I like really hustled on TikTok during the uh-huh. pandemic. Mm-hmm. So I kind of switched from YouTube to TikTok. And mm-hmm. now I'm just instead of doing like vlogs and stuff on YouTube, I actually do it on TikTok. Mm. And it's it's a lot easier and like shorter. Like yeah,
2: not five
0: hours so on much editing. Oh, God.
2: Congratulations <laughs> on having your royalties pay the rent. That's awesome. That, that is amazing. You're, you're yeah a that's passive a passive like income. A good you're a mogul is what you are. You own all that intellectual property and thank you. you're a passive I income. Do. Yeah, oh, wow. I
1: definitely I'm glad that I left all the agencies I was in. Right. I would recommend, like, don't. A lot of people think if you join a label, they're gonna, like, make you famous, but it's definitely about putting in the work. Mm.
2: Do your research before you sign any label or company or anything deal, whatever you do.
1: Quick thing while we're wrapping up the episode about you.
0: If someone wants to do what you do, can you give some advice? And also, What I think also is very interesting is, why did you decide to do this in the US and not in Japan? Because you obviously had your fan base in Japan, or the biggest part. Mm -hmm. Why did you think, no, actually, I prefer the US?
1: So, well, one thing being that Japan was completely closed Mm -hmm. at the time that I was still releasing music. And LA is, like I think, a really good place to make connections and like make other friends that are musicians. And I also... I've heard from other people, I don't know, because I haven't really done music in Japan technically, but I've heard that Japan is not, like, you hit a certain ceiling whenever you do music here. Like, it's so hard to tell people what to do because I feel like my situation is a very special situation. Mm-hmm. Like, I can't say just because you do TikTok or whatever, you're gonna, your music is going to get attention. Mm-hmm. Um, I also felt like my genre of music is very different, and mm-hmm. I was kind of afraid that if I did it in Japan, they weren't going to accept it. Because you know how mm. Japan is kind of like... They, they really like trends and they like something that's popular. And so like if my music became popular in America, maybe they would like it in Japan. But I think it would be really hard to bounce off uh, and do music here. Because whenever I first started my music, I remember my agency, as good as they were and as much as they wanted me to be creative, I remember one guy was like, oh, we should have you cosplay and sing songs in Akihabara. Yeah. And I'm like that's not what I want to do. So they were trying to fit you again into the yeah.
0: either idol category or cosplay category. And since you don't fit into any of those boxes, you decided to be out of that yes. box that is Japan.
2: Mm-hmm. What you want to do as the artist is uh, oftentimes not considered incredibly important under the Japanese systems. It's yeah. what we tell and you to do. And that's what sells. What, uh, well, it's, uh, Which it is funny,
1: because
0: it. It's <laughs> interesting because, like, we bring Komen back to her uh, first agency or like YouTube studio told her, do this thing, mm-hmm. do makeup. And you did something else and that actually did better. That's what worked. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. it seems that it's like almost a raster that sometimes gets approached to, no, you do this, you do, you know, scheme yeah. A, scheme B yeah. or scheme C yeah. might work with you,
1: but you're somewhere completely else. You're out of that system now. And I've never been the one to do like this, 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 this. Like I've had a very different life, I think. I don't think I could ever do a normal job. I don't think... At, especially at this point in my life, before I was more of a follower, but now I'm just like, I want to do things my way. If there's advice, that's fine. But I don't want... If somebody's telling me like, oh, you need to do this with your vocals instead, I don't really feel the need to put their opinion before mine when it comes to creativity. So I feel like that's the best way to go whenever you're trying to stick out. You've got your own independency
0: there. I no. was mean independency.
2: Independent this artist.
0: is exciting and i want to hear more yeah so we're going to have an episode two now yeah. about who is pinky as such what is ghetto what is ghetto rap yeah and uh, i want to hear i want that. to talk a
2: bit more about rap as we want well to we find out as more as
0: well, about so. that so yeah. let's check out the next episode but before that please plug your socials or
1: your newest single whatever you want to plug All right, so my name is Pinky. My Instagram, all my socials are at itspinky. So I-T-S-P-I-N-K-I-I. Make sure you get the its in there. Everybody's always so confused with that. Instagram, TikTok, YouTube. I just released a song called Breaker, and it's available on Spotify, iTunes, Apple Music, and all the other ones that nobody uses. So check it out. Woo! All, All right. right, we'll be back we very soon with more of the PG on yeah, another Lord and throwing
0: it. a star
2: Jack Jack
0: with pen Gotta wrap out. Mic drop.